Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wafu FM. It's time! For the show! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. My name is Chris with a fucking C. I didn't think of a C. Well, that's, that's done. Yeah, it's done. It's done. I'm Chris with a K. Yes, you are, sir. What are we looking at this week? What cinematic delight are we looking at this week? We're looking at the sexy, sexy, sex and zen. Sex and zen. Can't be three classic in some circles, but we'll, get, we'll tell you if we think it's a classic. Later. Yeah. Category three classic. Bit of a... Bit mm. of a yeah, that's a. What's the word for that again? Where it's like, a, uh, I'm trying to think what the word is. What? Like, uh, when it's pretty ugly. Like pretty ugly. You know what I mean? Like that that thing where it's like uh, pretty ugly is like you know obviously oxymoron. Uh, se- oxymoron. That's the word I'm looking for. I was thinking <laughs> desperately for it. Uh, category three classic oxymoron. Right there. <laughs> no, just just kidding. Probably a bit too harsh, but. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, that's what we've been watching. We didn't do that last week, so, so yeah. well, not since we did the last show. I was going to do since from since the last show, but I watched a lot of stuff over Christmas, so I'll just go from like end of December. Mm-hmm. So, what have you been watching first? Sir? Well, from the stuff I can remember, as <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like. You got your little uh, uh, count handy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I watched uh, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. On Net- was that on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Keep, I kept seeing that on Netflix, and I was going to watch it. What's it like? Yeah. It's good, yeah. Um, I've seen like uh, the there's like a 1970s full on like French animated type version. Right. Uh, it's not French, but it, I always you know you know like that that anime that looks kind of French. <laughs> what, they're all it's, elongated and weird looking. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, I'm aware of of the the character space pirate Captain Pollock. <laughs> uh, that just looks French to us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no reason, it just looks French. Well, I don't know, they've just got, like, a weird way of, of like, animating their stuff yeah. and shit. Like, people do literally have, like, long limbs and stuff. I know what you that. mean, yeah. There's a certain type of anime that always looks different from any other. <laughs> yeah. And there was that, what was that one that was on Bravo? Cast, Castle of Callisto? Yeah, yeah. Callisto or something, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good. Um, really strong character. Um, if you like Final Fantasy Advent Children, then it's it's probably up your street. Is it like a CG animated? It is, oh. yeah. And it, it's sort of like, uh, and shock horror, it's also affecting manga these days, but like a reboot. Oh, okay. So it's like a, a reboot of the character, uh, Captain Harlock. Mm. So, like, you don't need to have previously seen any of the films or read any of the comics to understand what the fuck's going on. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really say too much about it, but he, he's he's just a, a guy who is uh, an immortal and he's uh, cursed to live his life on this doomed ship and he's fighting for freedom of, of people all over the uh, galaxy. Hmm. It's quite good. I mean, I would say it's it's very Japanese in places. Well, around get, that. It, yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, it's not like a criticism. It's more like a, a warning for people that don't really like Japanese things. It's not really that accessible if you're not into Japanese stuff. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's times when it like it it overly like analyzes itself and goes into like you know the the philosophy of of warfare and stuff, and it's just like. And also, like, a lot of the characters flip-flop probably too much, I would say, mm. is my biggest criticism of that film. Like, characters, like, 
good guy, bad guy, good guy. They change like about five times the entire film. You mean they do a Ray Winston in Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably turn bad and then good again. And oh, Indy, fuck off, Indy. Oh, Indy, I'm going to die, Indy. Let me die, Indy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ugh. But yeah, I'll probably check it out if you if you if you got time and it's still on Netflix. Yeah, I saw it a couple of times. It looked pretty interesting. I'm just I don't have Netflix at the minute. I just I cancelled mm. it before Christmas. Yeah, I wasn't watching it. No, me neither. So I sort of like thought I'll have a break. Now that I've got fucking WWE Network, I didn't watch much else. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice today to watch Sex and Zen. Just as a bit of a change <laughs> from the network. Yeah, I kept expecting someone to get DDT or something. <laughs> well, yeah. you know. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't put it past the film really. Um, just before New Year, I finally got around to watching uh, Under the Skin. Oh yeah, I still need to watch that. You know, yeah. It's uh, I think we talked about it briefly when I saw you over Christmas. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Like it's very vague and abstract and very quiet. Mm. But the, the cool thing about it is, I read if I hadn't known before I saw it, I probably would have guessed that basically she's just it's not a spoiler because you kind of know from the post that she's an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that going in, yeah. Yeah. So basically she's on Earth for some reason and she's driving around in a van and, like, picking up blokes to, like, seduce them and then something weird happens to them. It's, I'm not really sure. I think in the original book it's based on it's more clear what she's doing type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the people who – a lot of the people she talks to on the street don't even know – they probably go – like, in the back of their mind they're thinking, aren't you famous? But they're just real people she's having a conversation with on the street. It's fucking weird. Yeah, right. So it's, it's like some kind of awkward, and she's just does it perfectly because she's doing a really good, like, sort of generic English British accent, mm-hmm. and it's really strange because there were the same parts where they get in the van, and then obviously I think afterwards they told them, "Yeah, you've been filmed for a movie. Come, you know, can you sign this release or whatever?" Yeah, but it's just great to see like some really, really natural reactions to like someone as hot as Scarlett Johansson flirting with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd probably just be sick on myself and jumped out of the car or something too right yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't I don't know what I would do if Scarlett Johansson came over me and started floating with mm. <laughs> first I'd probably just play out I saw you naked on the internet <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah that too <laughs> get a slab I would probably fucking tell her that I saw in a film but I didn't really like the film that much like I normally do when I meet famous people <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>, yeah <laughs> like even though I, I like I like I don't even mean to. It's not like I'm doing it in, like, a snarky sort of, like, <laughs> way or... No, no, I'm, like, no. genuinely trying to compliment them, but, like, when I analyse back what I just said, I'm like, fuck, I just totally insulted that you person. compliment them with an insult, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crib. Uh, like when you were fucking met Robert Picard and you like, hey, we're, we're watching uh, Star Trek the minute. We're on, like, season 12. It's just starting to get good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, yeah, well, that was weird. Why did I say that? And they give you like a double tick, like, what? <laughs> yeah, cheers for making us watch that much TV before it fucking gets entertaining. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I'd recommend Under the Skin. I mean, as a, from a blokey standpoint, there's a lot of Scar Joe Nude unit that gets a thumbs up. But yeah, it's a film. It's a, it's a, yeah, totally. Yeah, full front manual. Mm. Yeah, brave, I guess. Yeah. It's funny that, like, apparently it was it was out in cinemas the same time as Captain America 2. Like, two completely different films. Yeah. Well, I love how, like, people were, like, literally going to see it. Like, it's Scarlett Johansson film and, like, coming out and going, no, there was no explosions in it and stuff. <laughs> Where was Captain America? <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, one of the films where, like, I, I, I guess it did badly at the box office or, like, in terms of, like people's response to it mm. and like, i think it just had i think it had quite a limited release anyway yeah yeah, yeah. i just think it's like probably not a, f- a film that best suited for that environment like people going in with popcorn and stuff multiplex it's not a multiplex yeah. type film yeah it? definitely but it's definitely worth the watch it's an interesting yeah. film i'll check it out yeah I've, I've, I've got it like so i just need to get around to watching yeah. it that's the, yeah a couple of days later i had a, a double bill of uh, hannah b which i hadn't watched for a while Mm. And I had a Japanese dubbing, and I watched uh, Lone Wolf and Cub: Sword of Vengeance because I've got the box set for Christmas, and I've never, I've only ever seen the first four, never seen the last two. So I'm going to like work my way through them, like revisit them, and finally finish the fucking series. Cool, very good, very good samurai action. Uh, day after, no, a couple of days later, uh, the Fulci film I was telling you about the other day, House of Clocks. Oh yeah, yeah. 1989. So as most people would say, shitty Fulci period. But it's, it's not a bad one. It's not. Yeah. It's not the Beyond. It's not Zombie Flesh Eaters or whatever. But it's it's perfectly watchable. It's mm. like an average horror film. You would find it like two o'clock in the morning and go, that one bad. Yeah. And because it's yeah. Fulci, it's just like, oh, well, that's not, it's an okay Fulci movie. 
There are eye gouging scenes in it or anything? Or? No, but Al Cliver is in it again as a one eyed gardener. So <laughs> it's, it's a link there. It's like we just missed it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, anything else we watched? I got a couple more. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump in and out. Um, I guess we'll segue over to another uh, Johansson film. Oh. Uh, I watched that Lucy. Oh yeah, what did you that. think? So? Yeah, uh, it's funny, funny film. It's yeah, okay, mixed it's feelings. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, I guess you, you kind of expect maybe something different from Luke Besson, and maybe something better. Or well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was expecting. Like I said on the it was the uh, not last show, but show before. I was expecting more of an action movie. Yeah. But then she yeah. gets so powerful, she doesn't need to do a thing. And I was a bit like, nah, I get, get where he's going with it. But I wanted to see yeah. Scar Joe with a shotgun knowing people. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think the ending was like a bit, like we were saying, you know, like uh, on last week's show, that, you know, like anticlimaxes and stuff are good. Uh, it, well, not anticlimax, but you know what I mean? Like a sort of a fuck ending. Mm. Mm. Um, but it just, it, it ends very abruptly. I thought I felt Lucy. Mm, I did a bit. Very abruptly. And I was like, right. And it was like, I was staring at the credits before I sort of knew what, what had happened. Yeah. And there's the right way and wrong way. So I, I didn't really like the ending and it, it kind of left that impression on us, I guess. Maybe I'll watch it again. It, I don't know. It's from, pr- from what I remember, it does kind of go from like, not to a hundred in about five seconds at the end. Yeah. Where it's like, what the yeah. fuck's going on now? Yeah, and then it ends. I was drunk when I watched it as well, so I'll we'll just throw that in. Yeah, that's always a good way to watch something. <laughs> I was drunk when I watched Hannah Bay and I got a bit emotional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I get a bit emotional anyway. Oh, that's, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, and your fucking emotions yeah. are heightened when you're a bit pissed. Never been a good yeah. idea to watch Hannah Bay when you're a bit pissed. <laughs> um, but more recently, I watched. The, I finally got around to watching Gattaca. I've never seen that. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. It's one of those films when I came out, I was just like, it doesn't interest me at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's just something about Ethan Hawke. He just screams bland. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like... He's one of those actors that, obviously, aware of him for years, probably seen him. I think the two films I can only think of that I've seen Ethan Hawke is is fucking The Explorers when he was like nine. Mm. And uh, Sinister that came out a couple of years ago. I think they're the yeah. only Ethan Hawke movies I've ever seen. I can't remember. I literally can't remember the films I've seen him in. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, I think I summed up this film pretty well in the letterbox review that mm. said that like if the film was a colour it would be grey. <laughs> um, it was a chore to watch and it failed to evoke any emotional response in the deep questions that it was asking and mm. I say deep with like you know inverted speech marks or whatever <laughs> um, it's just one of them films again like just fucking crams morals down your throat and stuff yeah. like trying to tell you to live a better life and stuff and that like oh fuck off um, <laughs> and it's just a really bleak 90s film I love your idea tell me what day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, don't don't fucking tell me how to live my life alright like Christ, like <laughs> selling me the DVD at the same time telling me not to consume. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. As, as in the cinema, you'd be like eating loads of popcorn and like fucking eating, eating drinking an overpriced drink. And they're like, don't buy shit like that. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I ro- uh, not I robot, you know, the, the Disney thing, whatever it's Wall-E. called. Uh, Wally. Mm. Yeah, totally. It's totally like that. It's like, fuck off, Disney. You've got a nerve, haven't you? <laughs> Jesus. The merchandise machine that you are. And you like telling people that like merchandise will bring about the end of humanity and stuff. <laughs> Random. Um, but yeah, what about, anything else for you? Um, I, I picked up a couple. Of, there was like a few Arrow DVDs when like a three for ten pound sale on Amazon a few weeks ago. So I picked up a couple of films that released only on DVD. That I was sort of like, I might get that someday. So one of them was The Night Child, which is kind of like a. Well, it, it was marketed at the time. It came out in seventy five. It was marketed along with other like Exorcist ripoffs and stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah. not really. It's 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 not even really. I wouldn't even call it a horror film. It's more just a fucked up psychological thriller. And it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. And it's got Richard Johnson in it from Zombie Flesh Eaters, your hero, you know Guadalupe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't say Guadalupe. I was waiting for him to say something with the gravitas of Guadalupe. <laughs> Guadalupe. I forgot to mention that in the show when we did that review because I was pissed myself the next morning when I went on. You'd obviously be watching it and your status update on Facebook was just come in Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's that one, bad. And uh, although I got this uh, months before, uh, Lamberto Barva's is it his first or second film, uh, Macabre, which was okay uh, yeah, as well. It's yeah. a bit, bit slow. Yeah, F- fucked up though. Just the, the plot of like it's a bit as a woman who's been having an affair, and when she's in the car with her lover, like they get in an accident, his head gets severed. 
She gets put in a nut house, comes out years later. And also, while all this is going on, a daughter has drowned her son. (laughs) So one of her kids kills her other kid. So it makes her mental. She comes out years later, stays in this uh, place she used to meet her lover at. But then you find out she's actually somehow managed to keep a lover's head in the fridge and then, like, does things with it at night. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So it's a bit grim. Yes, just a bit. And then probably an influence on shit like Necromantic and other films that have to do with corpse fucking... (laughs) It's not. It's not the. Not, not one to watch with the family. No. <laughs> on, a, on a Sunday after your dinner, and it's got a stupid ending. Is it one of those endings where they're just like, "How are we going to end this? I don't know when this happened, but why?" I'm not fuck off, just film it. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll spoil it. Skip forward twenty seconds if you don't want to hear it. Um, just, the person's just renting the room off blind, <clears throat> so it's pretty cool how he's investigating it, but he's not really sure what the fuck's going on. Um, so at the end, he's going round the house and like he's going over the bed. And then the severed head just jumps up and bites his throat, and it ends. <laughs> like no, wow. re- no reason whatsoever. It's like, but it's it's a five year old severed head, like a dead yeah. head, been dead for five years. The guy, and it, it's possessed, clearly. Apparently, wasn't wasn't doing that shit when she was trying to shack it. <laughs> and then I finally got around to watching Tony Jaws, uh, well Warrior King, as it's called over here, which is a wank tale. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've I have seen that. I've got it on DVD, but... I remember you I saying you didn't like it. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you much about it, just that I, I wasn't really keen on it. I enjoyed it, that was pretty good. Yeah. It's better than, like, one of... I can't remember which... I think it was Ong Back 2 I wasn't as keen on. I thought Ong Back 3 mm. was okay, but I think it's probably a bit, little bit better than the Ong Back sequels. Yeah. Good act, good action and stuff, and... It's just mad I would get to, like, that emotion. Not not mad, because elephants are nice creatures and stuff, but, like, it's just funny how, with it being very Thai, like, the main point of the film is, you nick me, elephant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very surreal, like, yeah. someone outside of town, like, the film's about a guy who goes and kicks people's heads in because they nick these elephants. Just, it's yeah. almost like a piss take. Well, maybe I have to watch it again, because oh. maybe it just wasn't in the mood. Could be. Yeah. I thought it was fun, though. Yeah. Anything else, sir? I finally got what, around to watching K-Pax again. Another <laughs> film of... Not watched and always sort of seen it and went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. I would highly recommend it. Mm, I think it's not bad. It was sort of one of those sort of mini classics from was it the nineties or two thousands? Um, just two thousand and one. Yeah, oh, right, two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so just in, but you know, it does. You're right. It has like one of those sort of like not low budget, but like just simple premise, simply made films. Yeah, it just seems like one of those films that came out got good reviews, but then you didn't hear of it. It wasn't like lauded and. Mm. thrown around as a classic or anything it kind of came and went mm. um, but yeah you know obviously you know the, the talent involved in that mm. stuff Kevin Spacey and Jeff Bridges the Bridges uh, both like top of the game and stuff uh, and just excellent acting very mm. good I think it's you know obviously it's, it is a, a good story but I think it helps having those two they just have scenes together where they just like they literally do act the shit out of the film mm. It's like whoa. Just, so I think that's what draws in. Maybe just competition and set, like trying to outact each other. That happens yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it totally. always makes the film better. Yeah, definitely. I always think there's a bit of that, and like one of, that's probably one of my favourite scenes for just pure acting and true romance with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper. Mm. It almost seems like they're just trying to fucking steal the scene from each other, and it just makes the scene amazing because they're yeah. totally on top, on top form. Yeah. So K-Pax, I will check that. Was that on Netflix as well? No, got the DVD. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is that the DVD you said you'd never wanted to watch because the cover was shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of gives you an insight into me sometimes in films. I just I, used I'm to. I think like, that, yeah. yeah, I just when it first came out, I think I like remember like looking at it and like I don't know H and B or Blockbuster or wherever it was, and just like sneering at the box, going like. Ugh. Well, from what I remember, it's a pretty bland poster box. Just Kevin Spacey and some shades. <laughs> yeah, basically, and like. And, like, I mean, I've still got the DVD. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll talk about this now. Like, I hate fucking films that just absolutely cover the box in quotes. <laughs> and, again, probably goes back to, like, I don't want to be told what to do. And, like, the films are, like, best film ever. You are missing out by not seeing this film. Mm. And fair dudes have, like, one or two. But it's, like, all over the front and all over the back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's just like five stars, the sun and stuff, and it's like what a fucking dreary grim box. It doesn't give you any idea of what kind of film it is, no, just, other than I should watch it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite was a couple of months ago. Uh, this Danny Dyer film came out, and <laughs> it just totally seemed like they were desperate for quotes in the poster because one of the quotes was surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Like, what a weak fucking quote of any poster. It's not fucking. Out. I was thought it was gonna be shit, but it was okay. <laughs> Kind of reminds us of, uh, I think, like, Liam Neeson was doing the rounds uh, promoting 
taken ten or whatever <laughs> on uh, on Graham Norton, and like I think like Graham Norton was like, yeah, it's, I've seen it, it's really good, and like Liam Neeson's like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure like whoever like funded that movie saw that interview and just put his head in his hands. <laughs> I love it when when celebs blatantly just tell the truth. It's like non <laughs> non pretentious actors. I'm sure I've said they told this before, but I remember years ago when US Marshals came out, Tommy Lee Jones was asked if he re- reprised the role from the fugitive because he was he loved the character and he wanted to explore it more and Lee Jones just went, Nah, I needed the money and the script was okay. <laughs> I was like, genius. More people should <laughs> play <is>. that. <laughs> Yeah. It's okay, Pat. You'd recommend it then. Oh yes, hundred percent. Get it, man. Get, oh, well, it, get it like ninety nine p or something on DVD. See if I can get it for a penny on Amazon. Yeah, it's one of those films, isn't it? I think that just does. I'll have to try and uh, hunt it out on Blu-ray, I guess, because I think it could be quite a nice film cleaned up and stuff as well. Mm, yeah, I think it's one of those films that like it literally got released in two thousand one on DVD, and that that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think when I first chucked it on, it formatted it weird, you know, when it just puts it in a box in the middle of the screen. It's not anamorphic, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> like a funny on weird TV set and stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if there is a special edition out, but I'll have to. It's bad, but it I, I guess it's probably been re-released on DVD since then. Most the, most yeah. early DVDs have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think I've got like uh, Twelve Monkeys as well. Mm. I like went to watch and I just couldn't watch that. I was like, Jesus, my eyes! Like someone just throwing sand in my eyes. <laughs> the HD snobbiness came out. You're like, oh, this is garbage. Not watching this. Again, just not anamorphic. There's like subtitles on it. You know, like um, telling you where where it is and the the time and stuff and the mm. date and whatnot. And it just looks like grim as fuck. <laughs> And it also, it's in one of those massive hard oh, cases, you yeah. know, the clear cases. I hate whenever I just go, oh, I'll pick up that a try in one of those fucking boxes, turn, like those CD, DVD yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah, that's the, and it's like, ugh, I must get around to rebuying it. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing at the time certain companies were like, well, CDs are in these, so DVDs should be in like big dual cases as well, but like, it's just a pain in the ass because they just fucking crack all the time and stuff. Yeah. Not as worse, not as bad as uh, Warner Brothers, like with its fucking no. cardboard boxes. You thought that was a fucking good idea. <laughs> just bare cardboard and some plastic. Yeah, horrible. Like the Matrix and stuff, and I always remember was one of the, the main ones that came in those boxes. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I've got like. There's a few companies did it as well. I, mean, I think Image did. I've got a few Image DVDs that are like that. And whenever they turn up, when you're just not expecting them, you're just like, oh, it's a small yeah, thing, but they're shit. just a pain in the arse. They stick out on the shelf and stuff. Yeah. And like, it doesn't help that I smoke. And like fucking, uh, I think when Wiggum went to America, he brought us back Cannonball Run. And I was like, oh, brilliant, as a present. And it's mm. in one of them boxes. It's now brown. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it gives it character. It, it does. It looks like it's been sat in Revolver for 10 years. <laughs> Uh, last thing I watched was I uh, picked up uh, Arrow's release of Night of the Comet, uh, 80s, sort of, like, kind of lesser known 80s um, horror comedy, which was very entertaining, sort of end of the yeah. world, teens against the end of the world type movie I'd recommend mm-hmm. if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. And it's got, um, shit, I was watching the film going, I know him from somewhere, what's he from? And I can't remember his name, so I can't tell you, but he's in Star Trek. <laughs> he's in Deep Space Nine, I think. Oh, uh, oh what? Robert mm-hmm. someone. Robert uh, L something. It's not just the guy from um, Thingy and stuff, is it? Uh, no, Andrew Thingy. Um, not from Dirty Harry and stuff. No, uh, no, it's, it's, it's younger than him. It's like, I, I can't remember who you, I don't know who he plays in Star Trek, so I couldn't <coughs> tell you his character name. I just know that's where he's from. Is that, which, which Star Trek? I yeah. think it's Deep Space Nine. Or it could be Voyage. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look. Yeah, if you look, yeah. you'll know who I mean straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was in it because I spent the whole film going, what's he from? That's yeah. just because I'd seen him in a Star Trek episode once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rather That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Good end of the world, a few zombies in there and shit like that. It's cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, apart from uh, the Beyond and Sex and Zen. <laughs> yeah. And lots of wrestling, but there you go. Well, that's it, yeah. It's, it just seems like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling at the mm. with the network, I suppose. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, shall we get to um, the review, sir? To the review. Hmm. Sex and Zen, uh, released in Hong Kong in 1991 by the legendary Golden Harvest Studios, based on apparently it's based on a 17th century erotic novel. Um, 
called The Prayer Mat by Lee Yu. So like, I, I would like to know how authentic and how much it sticks to sort of yeah. material. <laughs> um, the film went on to become one of the benchmarks of Hong Kong's uh, Category 3 movies. It's uh, rating in Hong Kong, which is pretty much only reserved for films with ample amounts of sex and or violence. Yeah. Um, became a benchmark along with films like Naked Killer, The Untold Story. Uh, it was directed by a guy called Michael Mack, whose other films include Island of Greed with Andy Lau and Butterfly and Sword with Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh. So he's worked with some big Hong Kong stars in the past. Yeah. The film grossed 18 million Hong Kong dollars on release, which was considered huge for a film with the uh, Cat 3 rating, especially considering in the same year another uh, classic Category 3 movie, The Story of Ricky, only managed to earn 2 million with the box office. So right. That's a lot of money than considering the story of Ricky's. A way better film. <laughs> a way better film, yeah. Way more entertaining. <laughs> mm. uh, Sex and Zen spawned two sequels, Sex and Zen 2 in 96 and Sex and Zen 3 in 98. And in 2011, shockingly, it was remade in 3D <laughs> as yeah. 3D Sex and Zen Extreme Ecstasy. <laughs> and according to IMDb, 4D Sex and Zen Slayer of a Thousand from the Mysterious East is currently in development. Nice. Uh, the film stars yeah. Lawrence Ng, who apparently regrets making it and is embarrassed by it now. Uh, Kent Don't blame them. Exactly. Uh, Kent Cheng, and at this time, the queen of Category 3, Amy Yip, and her boobs. Mm. So, sir, what's it all about? Give her, give her a plot, give her, if you can, a synopsis. It's good, yeah. It, it's uh, <laughs> a good. fragmented plot, but... Uh, a randy scholar embarks on a mission to have a horse penis transplanted onto his body after travelling Master Thief promises that he'll help the scholar and teach him how to sneak into houses, presumably to rape women, I guess. Uh, but only on the proviso that the scholar has a horse penis. And that's pretty much it, really. That's all that there is. kind of is the plot. I hadn't, that, is, that, is, that is the plot, yeah. pretty much. I mean, there's other things going on, but that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a mission to get a horse penis grafted onto his body. <laughs> so I'll play a small clip, and you won't be able to tell what the fuck's going on, but I'll play a clip anyway, and then we'll get into the review. Yes. Hey, Right, so we're we'll open the film with uh, Sheng, who was the mischievous, pervy scholar. Yeah, uh, he just wants freedom apparently to bang whoever he wants because he finds is it he finds Buddhism too restrictive that he would have to just stick with one partner. That's it, really. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's getting a lecture off his uh, his sifu or his his master, his monk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he basically buggers off and get he gets married to Amy Yip's character. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but when I first became aware of this and we're teens and stuff of Sex and Zen, and you always see the cover and it's got Amy Yip on it and stuff. Just mm. just kind of barely in it. Yeah, she is. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's firstly, I mean, it's a total memorable cover. It's like one of them covers that, like, you always saw it in like Impact magazine. Mm, it was her, like, with, like with her eyes closed, her head back, and her boobs yeah, groped. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, she, she's like in it at the start and the end almost, and a few tiny honest. bits in, in between. Because I, I yeah. honestly forgot she was in it by about the half an hour, and I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah, but he gets married to her, and it's the same way. Like, she's quite prudish. She fears sex and stuff, and then she puts her feet in some stirrups <laughs> yeah. to brace yeah, herself like, for the sex. Just get on with it, mm. basically, she says to him. <laughs> but uh, Sheng has to have a quick chaz to ready himself. He's got yeah. stage fright, apparently, but ends up fucking puncturing his knob with his ring. <laughs> yeah. That's the ring on his hand, not his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but over time, as we're seeing a big fucking bonk montage, she begins to enjoy sex, and it's like... Imagine a training montage in Rocky, but with just loads of exaggerated sex. Yeah. For about and five like, minutes. Nipples rubbing over things as well. Seems to be a theme of this Yeah, film. they do enjoy the old nipple fucking Eskimo handshake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for every other scene, it's like, like going against bamboo, going against sand, there's mm. some bits of water, and you're just like, fucking hell. And as we'll get to now, bits of flutes. Yeah. For, for, yeah. I, I, I honestly, did these characters... It just cuts to some random lesbian action... Yeah, it does. Of one woman chowing down on another woman while the woman plays a flute. And I was like, this is quite tasteful. <laughs> yeah. And then she pr- proceeds to use the flute. Sticks it right uh, up a time tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they both go brigand on, on the 
they, they have a bit do of... Do it like dogs. <laughs> they do, they do, before that, they do a bit of scissoring action. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's your personal favourite. Yeah, it, my personal favourite. But I was kind of worried, like, what about the flute? What's Where's the flute right now? I know, <laughs> yeah. Is it all the way up there? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but the, the bit where they get uh, arse to arse and do the double flute out. <laughs> yeah. When it goes to that shot from above, I was quite impressed with that shot. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what's going on there. Like, how did they do this? I don't know. Surely they just had some sort of contraption. It's not. It's obviously not real. I would have hoped penetration. so. Penetration, <laughs> because that would be not nice at all. A flute. Yeah, and it's obviously making flute noises. Uh, that was one of the first bits of film I start. I really just put my head in my hands. Like, I don't, I'll be honest, I, I don't even floor. think I noticed the flute noises. I was too impressed with the camera shots. Yeah, the, the noises are like. Whoo. <laughs> I was just like, fucking hell. I'll have to watch that again now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like, uh, we should like put a clip of that in somewhere, the flute. I think I might, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is, I think at this point, I was sort of like, we're about 20, 15, 20 minutes in the film. And I'm yeah. going like, this doesn't feel very erotic. <laughs> it just feels stupid. <laughs> yeah, and it's not very erotic. Like, either that or... Chinese people have a very different idea of eroticism. Well, if you look at, like, Naked Killer, there's some quite, like, erotic bits in that. Mm. This just seems to, to overstep overstep the line a little bit to the point where mm. they're trying to not... Maybe be a bit more shocking, but it just comes across as a bit stupid and childish. Mm. Without sounding too hoity-toity, do you know what I mean? It's not very erotic at all. You're no, just it's like, just, it, it's like it borders on comedy. And it's like a like, carry-on film, just with more graphic nudity or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, um... What's the character called? Is it the Flying Thief or something like that? What's he called? Yeah. On, yeah, on my subtitles, he was Flying Thief, but I thought you said something. Yeah. No, he, he was like the Master Thief mm. and the Master Cat Burglar or something. Oh, right. On the, on the, the, the track that I watched. Like, yeah. So, fuck, fuck knows what he was called. Because he's told by him to go and spy on the woman who works in the silk shop. Yeah. It's like, like going on about how long you can last there. What? This is like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but this may be my favourite scene, to be honest, in the film. <laughs> Just for the ridiculousness of it. It is ridiculous. <laughs> he goes to spy on her, and then a dickhead husband returns home and kicks off because there's no fish for tea. Yeah. Probably. But Ansha tore the silk. Oh, so, did she? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And throws, like, a dish at her face, which was like, that was a bit brutal. <laughs> yeah. It knocks her around a bit, and then, like, there's sort of, like, a, a length of yellow silk between them and you. So he whips his pants off, and what I can only describe is like an elephant penis falls off his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. And then we get, like, a horrible blowjob scene while he pours mm. wine all over his face. Yeah, and it's like splashing her in the face. And I'm and just that. like, what the fuck's going on? Again, <laughs> <laughs> totally makes you feel, like, awkward as fuck watching That's it. what I mean. It's like, it's not... Well, obviously, I don't think this bit's supposed to be erotic. It's kind of forceful. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you just feel yourself sort of going... And like looking away, and it's not like it's graphic. It's just it's just a bit uncomfortable to watch. It's it's a bit rapey. Let's just say. I had the door locked in case anyone walked in, but that was. <laughs> You're right. But you didn't watch this with Stacey. Uh, actually, you know. <laughs> oh, don't don't say you did. Yeah, I watched. I watched probably the last three quarters of it with Stacey. Yeah, but she loved and, it. Yeah, so there was a lot of scenes she she had to cover her eyes. <laughs> But, you know, to be fair, I was probably the same as well. Yeah, but- a lot of scenes that I was, like, watching it, you know, like, in Mallrats, with Brody, like, he's, like, the three nipples, and he's, like, watching... The- that That was kind of me through, like, most of this film. Like, you're disgusted, but you still want to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all the- he's watching all this happens, this goes on for ages, and like I said, it's not erotic, it just it's a bit gross, it's a bit uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> and uh, we'll cut to Amy Yip, who, I'm guessing at this point, Shang is supposed to have fucked off for months, because, like, there's no... There's, there's just me, I was there no, like indication as how long how long time how much yeah. time's passed i was like so no. what's going on where is he well, yeah because he, he kind of tells the the scholar guys like oh you know I'm, i i want to learn from you. you you're like obviously i'm in thief uh and i want to learn how to sneak into people's houses so i can seduce women like i said essentially see he, i didn't I, get that I, from I, my subtitles <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm guessing he's like he wants to learn the thief skill so he can sneak in and rape people. I can only assume. I, I mean, well, it's he, not... probably not because he doesn't. He just seduces people, doesn't he? Really? <laughs> yeah, but you know, sneaking into someone's house. That's that's them. fucked up. Like I said that wasn't in my subtitles. I'm sure. Was it not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and but the the thief guy is kind of like if you remember, there's a scene where like he sees him. He sees him with his pants off or something. 
Oh, yeah, we'll get to that, yeah. Uh, and he's kind of like, whoa, you've got way too small a dick to be seducing women. <laughs> you need something the size of a horse. Yeah, and that's kind of like the premise of the film where it comes from. Like, mm. he, he goes off to find the horse's penis, basically. Yeah. But uh, we're already seeing what Amy Yip is writing a love letter to Sheng because she misses him. Yeah. And um, here's a quote right, right directly from the subtitles on my DVD. <laughs> when she explains what she's writing the letter with, and I'm going to. Oh, it's not like it's, yeah. Go on. Go I'm on going to apologise in advance for anyone with sensitive ears, <laughs> but she says it was written with ink and the secretion from my cunt. <laughs> See, my, mine wasn't that brutal, but it said excretion. Yeah, mine was secretion from my cunt. God, that yeah. is brutal. Huh? And then later on, when she's doing another bit, and it's, if I imagine if like. It would probably sound funny if it was in English, but it's just like a dad's like comes in, he's like, "What are you doing? What are you what are you painting this with? The ink's all yeah. fucked up." And she goes like, "It's a secretion from me." I mean, she like, goes, "I'll just dodge your ink or something like that." Yeah, but yeah, I was like, "Is that really?" I guess it's just you know, it's a Hong Kong DVD, so I'm guessing the translation was done by someone who speaks Chinese, and it's just done. It's probably a word in Hong in Chinese that's just just like the most vulgar word for vagina. Yeah, so I just went. What's that? What's that in English? See you, Wendy. Mm. There you go. <laughs> so, but that's when you know you found a keeper. Like if she's writing your love letters with secretion, with, with ink mixed with her secretion. Yeah, she's not doing that. Just fucking finish with it. Get it over with. Uh, but Shang, displeased with his tiny penis, um, as we were saying, attempts to cut it off. But then when his mate stops him, his mate accidentally gets stabbed in the penis instead. Mm. And then Shang gets pissed at him because his dick's bigger than his. Yeah. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt this is from a 17th century erotic novel in China. No. No. No, I doubt it. So, yeah, then um, he takes his mate to Kent Cheng, who from Once Upon a Time in China and Crime Stories. Nice to see a familiar mm. face in this. I'd yeah, he's a big bit of Canadian, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah, yeah. And then when he's fixing his mate's packer, Cheng's like, can you give us a horse penis? Mm. Like, literally cut off a horse's penis and grafted on the mobiles. Yeah, which he does. He apparently, just look, has it. That he, he does have that skill. Shaggy's <laughs> yeah. whole life was just based on luck. And the guy, he's like, "You think you can give us a horse penis? Of course I can. I'm an expert. I did brilliant." <laughs> so they do the operation, and then uh, just to add a bit more comedy, a pug wanders in and runs off with his severed penis. <laughs> yeah, because well, midway through the procedure, they're like, mm, "Well, actually, this isn't going to work." So we need to graft the original penis back on. But then it's all like... Wah, wah, wah. When the dog like, steals his penis and that. And you're like, what kind of film is this? I like the the random joke about how like Ken Cheng's like, it better not rain. And he's like, why not? He's like, oh, I don't like the rain. And he's like, why not? Because yeah. it reminds me of the time my mother was raped and murdered and it sends me crazy. And I was like, are they going to pay this off with a joke? And they kind of don't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It starts raining, the guy just shuts the window. And he's like, what's the matter? Nothing. But I just thought mm. it was fucking really bad taste, and it's like his mother's rape and murder. <laughs> just like, come on, yeah. Uh, so, did your uh, did your film uh, like? Are we done with this scene, or are you going to mention the other bit? No, no, we're not done. Don't, don't, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the they get the horse drunk. <laughs> yeah, so because we, apparently you can't anesthetize a horse, so know. you just get it pissed. Apparently, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I may have to check that out. With the vet, I'm not sure. If you probably sure couldn't back then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they just give it loads of fucking wine or something and get it pissed. And <laughs> yeah. um, when it's pissed, they cut off its penis. It flies in the air, falls mm. directly into Shang's mate's gob, which honestly made me piss myself laughing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And just the, like, yeah. noise, like, yeah. Yeah, it honestly just caught us by surprise, and it let off, like, a huge guffaw at that bit, <laughs> which was a nice, refreshing um, moment after 40 minutes of going, <laughs> Yeah, like, sort of, it, like, I don't know, adjusting yourself in the seat, and, like you said, not looking at the screen directly. <laughs> like I said, I don't want to give the wrong impression that it's, like, some grotty fucking underground porn or something. It's not. It's just, it's just there's just something weird about it, and, it, like, it's trying too hard. I think that's what it is. It's trying too hard to be like shocking and outrageous and stuff. You just find yourself going. It's a bit. Mo- it's not that it's too much. You're just like I don't know. It's hard to explain. Mm. You're just a bit like yeah. pack it in, get on with the film. Yeah. So um, the operation's a success, but he finds out he can only get wood if fucking flying thief whatever waves his sword boot. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> I just assumed it was because of the draft. I guess. Yeah. But what, no. But before that, though, he has to get his mate to suck him off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's that. like really gratuitous as well, the way it's done. Is that the commando that flying thief has? Because he's a bit of a badass, and he's like, you suck his dick. He's like, okay. 
<laughs> he just holds a sword to his throat. Yeah. Yeah. And a mouse tells you, he's like, pack it in, it's not, it's not working. Save, don't waste your saliva. <laughs> yeah, well, and mainly said, like, don't waste your breath. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then he finds out it works as long as you're faffing a bit of faffing a bit of material or a sword around your penis. Mm. He goes to chat up the silk lady, and you notice how he goes to great length to show um, his flower in cow shit metaphor by actually having a pile of cow shit with a flower on it outside. Yeah, he takes the cow especially for it. Yeah, how ridiculous is that? He's like, That's very poetic. <laughs> Bringing your own cow shit and a flower just to get a metaphor across to some woman you want to bang. <laughs> but then I did slash rape. Yes, yeah, slash rape. Uh, then a dickhead husband come, uh, catches them chatting her up and then puts her in a bag and beats the shit out of you. Right, that was a bit much. Yeah, I kind of laughed and then felt bad that I laughed. <laughs> Probably felt bad that it went on longer than it needed to. Yeah. Just the brutal, like you said, the, the brutalness of it, just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, cause I think at first I was like, what's he putting her in a bag? But then I was like, all oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I was kind of laughing. And then, like, I was like, fuck, that was brutal. I honestly just expected, like, putting her in a bag, sticking her in a cupboard or something. Yeah. But not just pounding on her. (laughs) Slightly slightly too much. But, of course, later on, Shang bangs her after he gets her chastity belt up. This is the point where I've stopped taking notes pretty much. Yeah. Because I honestly didn't know what the fuck was going on anymore. It could have been another scene of him banging someone else. I was like, who's she? Yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, no, like, I did lose track of some of the banging that was going on. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I just wrote down Grazie Signore as well. So. <laughs> yeah, because I was just say, you were watching a, a version that was dubbed in Spanish with English subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, there was just no that I did try, and, I like, there's just no that like, dubbing track on it. It was just a Spanish version, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, this film's massive in Spain. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, I was watching it and it, it started to get me tits a bit by this point. I imagine, yeah. <laughs> Just be even more surreal. Make the film be more surreal. You're like, hold on, this is Chinese, they're speaking Spanish and it's subtitle. <laughs> English, <laughs> just be weird. Um, yeah, so he's, I've made a few more notes of just random shit that happened. So there's another bit where he's, he's having it off with some bird and she decides to uh, wank his big horse penis with a big steamed bun. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, never children never use bread as a masturbation aid <laughs> you say that say like you, you say that like you've got experience <laughs> it's just it's too chafy like. <laughs> you're using the wrong bread man you need to use king's mill <laughs> <laughs> or a nice big uh bap like he uses in this film yeah but like it's another another moment though like another example of like this film like it's supposed to be erotic that and it just i had like a, my twisty vulgar face on because <laughs> like obviously she she does it to him and he ejaculates into the bread and then she like forcefully like makes him eat some of the bread <laughs> and he's like ah. <laughs> I was just like oh Jesus Shang like, at this point is going this is very erotic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think my next note just says bunch of other shit happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um, oh, there's the, the abusive husband who's now working for Yip's dad who decides to bang her in the bath. <clears throat> yeah, he's a gardener now, instead yeah. of a silk merchant. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been shamed because, uh, basically, him, uh, Shang and Flying Thief forced him to sign his wife over to him like a bunch of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a bastard, but come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there's like, I don't know, the end. <laughs> yeah, there's a big elongated sequence. It's like fucking Caligula with like fucking theatrical plays going on and him getting whipped in a smoky room. I was like, what the fuck's going on now? Yeah. I think he's essentially, he's bit off more than he can chew at this point, because, like, yeah. he's, got, he's got a big penis, word's gotten out, this, like, sex-crazed woman wants him, so she kidnaps him, has, like, a load of sex, and, like, it drains him of all his, like, vitality. Yeah, because by the end, he looks ancient. Yeah. I thought honestly thought the film would skip forward 20 years. Yeah. Because I stopped paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think that's kind of, like, what's going on. The, the moral of the story is, like, you know, too much of a good thing and all the rest. Yeah, but... Sort of thing. The ending, though, I don't know. You can kind of take it two ways. Like, the way he, the monk was talking to them, he's like, see what happened to you two. It's almost like saying, like, see what happens if you fucking hang around with women. Ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they just hug, like, old, like, brothers reunited. And I was like, what a shit ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got from it. Just him going, see what happens if you chase the pussy. Yeah. You end up fucking back here working for me. Have a hug. <laughs> the end. The it ends. Uh, yeah, and the, the master thief who's apparently cut off both his hands yeah what was all that about i thought i'd missed that bit 
<laughs> Fuck no. He, he, he had a duel. No, he had a duel and he lost and he had both his hands cut off. <laughs> that was said in the subtitles, I know. And so I was like, right, oh, shit. <laughs> He's had a shit ending. Everyone else at least got laid in this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apart from him. <laughs> at least he got to watch uh, a guy suck another guy off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's but yeah, that's six dead. So, favourite character. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a minute, let's check my notes. Um, the horse. <laughs> the horse. Because <laughs> he lost the most out of this. He, Although he, the thief lost both his hands. Yeah, that's true. Random. The horse lost the penis. Yeah. <laughs> he got drunk, woke up with everything. <laughs> <laughs> just think, that's pretty grim. That horse is just going to bleed to death. Yeah, mm. yeah, and like I was worried at this point because you know what Chinese films are like. They're all like, "We need to knock out a horse," and I was relieved to see it was a fake horse because mm. I was like, "Oh my god, they're not just going to cut off a ho- like a real horse's penis for this for the for purposes of the film." Are they? I'm sure at one point on my <laughs> one of the parts that was cut on my DVD, I think, is when he shows them the horse. It seemed yeah. to jump and then just go to their reactions. So I'm sure in the full and cut version, you see an erect horse penis. Probably, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'd say the Doctor, Kent Chang, was my favourite character. Yeah, if it's I had to choose. Bit, actually, he's got like numb hands and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Amy Yip's boobs. <coughs> yeah, they're all yeah. About. Just got, I think they're fake, but she's got them. They're a nice set. Yeah, a bit in the bathtub and mm. stuff. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. think she had them insured at one point because they were a meal ticket and movies. People just went to see movies for her boobs. Mm. Um, favourite scene: horsecock in the mouth. It's got to be <laughs> <laughs> for me. It's got to be the. Uh, and I know it's a bit rapey. It's That's not why I like this here. <laughs> Just a disclaimer before you explain. <laughs> but the bit with the chains. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was all that about? You know, when he's... <laughs> I was just, that's the bit where I just genuinely shut my head and went, fuck it out. <laughs> and, like, he just throws the chain up, grabs the chain, grabs her, climbs up it and continues to hump her while swinging on a chain. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, fucking, what's going on in this film? That's always the funny thing about, like... Like sex scenes like this in like category three movies, like they're never like anywhere near like the sex scenes in movies aren't realistic anyway. But in this, it's also like ridiculous large humping motions. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, recommended? Yes or no? Um, probably it's, gonna be no. It's hard to say, really. I don't know. I wouldn't watch it again. No, but I'd say I would rush to see it. If this review was made, you think what the fuck? <laughs> Didn't want to see it? Then I would say go on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I will say this about the film: it's very well made. Um, like it, it's a really pretty film. Uh, the cinematography is crazy. The use of colours is mad. Well, at least because, like I said, yeah, I was watching like some crazy HD as fuck version. Yeah, mine's the Hong Kong DVD. It looks like balls. All <laughs> oh, right, now mine's like full on like. Uh, not like House of Flying Daggers or something. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's really like it looks really like vivid reds and stuff in that. It's so it's like now watch that seems I'm doing even more surreal experience. You've got an ultra fucking arty looking film dubbed in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's obviously it's really I think it's really just well shot film basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like if you think about like all the I mean I know obviously the locations at the hand and stuff, but like all the like locations and the costumes and stuff, mm. pretty mad stuff. Like really, yeah, yeah pull off um so you know it, it does it's a very nicely made film but just uh yeah i mean there's like there's moments that makers want to recommend it because it's just ridiculous yeah but as a film it's just i wouldn't watch it again it's not yeah. enjoyable like other category three movies like nick no, and stuff. there's no enjoyment factor i just found myself no. sitting there going Ugh. i think probably like it's a bit lost in translation a lot of humor as well. as well yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I like Cantonese comedy and stuff, but this goes, like, beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Although, like I said, horse cock in the mouth is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't like evil dead. Yeah. And it actually looks quite a real prop as well. It, it does. Again, it might very well be. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's one of those films that almost, like, defines, like, cult film. Yeah, Matthews well, totally. Fuck, like... Outrageous, mental, not for everyone. <laughs> well, it's like... It is one of those films like Naked Killer and Sex and Zen and stuff. It's those yeah. films that's like, it is banded about and you always see it. If there's any documentary to be had on TV about Category 3, obviously this is one of yeah. the first ones to exactly. get the mention. It's always one of the top ones, one of the most famous ones from like when Category 3 movies were more yeah. popular and being churned out shitloads and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if you... If you've watched Hong Kong cinema, you're a bit bored of action. You want something different. Mm-hmm. You know, this and Naked Killer and maybe Robotrix is mm-hmm. somewhere to start. Yeah, yeah. If you want the more sort of soft pony equivalents, so yeah, yeah. that's that. It's sex and Zen, mother yeah. crushes. Sex and Zen, mm. and that's it for the show. 
I will just add that. I, uh, I, I have this, well, I, I own slash owned the trilogy <laughs> on video. I never uh, watched last- them. Yeah, never watched them. And when I was last at, at uh, my, old, my old home, where obviously my mum and dad live, I, I found it. Mum was like, oh, there's a pile of DVD videos over there. Will you go through them and stuff and throw them away? And I, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to watch it, bollocks. I put it in the to-bin pile. <laughs> and when I was last at my mum's, uh, it was like on top of the washing machine. And mum said something along the lines of like, oh, I, I, I binned most of the videos, but I kept some of the more interesting looking ones. <laughs> And I just pray that she never watches this. You can probably just cross your fingers that I'm, that that version is quite cut. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it would have yeah. been back then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I forgot you had that. I do remember coming to your house one day and going, you bought the Sex and Sex trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, you know, it was just cheap or something. Yeah. I think it was one of them where, like, it had been an H&V forever and they were just like, oh, fuck it, reduce it like a pound yeah, or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I may as well get it. Well, for a cheap price, it was worth it for um, curiosity. Because I've wanted yeah. to see it for years. Just, felt, yeah, I never actually got it. Yeah, you always see it in, like, Impact and stuff and uh, the review was in there, with, like, all three, I think, and... So, I wouldn't say it was worth the wait, but it was, it was an interesting <laughs> film, put it that way. So, yeah, that's it for this show. Um, we'll see you next Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, keep it sexy. Keep it uh, sex. No. <laughs> I was going to say zenny, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't really make sense, but... So, yeah, keep it horse cock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> keep secreting. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 Bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafu.fm. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.